This week's podcast is all about relevant life plans. Welcome back to the Mortgages Money and More podcast. I'm Craig Skelton. And back on the podcast this week is business protection specialist, Michelle Costello. Michelle was on a couple of weeks ago with talking and giving us an overview of business protection and looking at the four different types of policies that are out there. And the idea was we were going to get Michelle back onto the podcast, dissect it a little bit more, get into a bit more detail on each particular chosen subject. And this week is all about relevant life plans. So welcome to the podcast, Michelle. Hi there, you all right? Yes, good, thank you. Are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Good. Welcome back onto the podcast. Thank you. I would say I feel like the Grim Reaper coming back on again to talk about, talk about things that you can put in place to protect yourself if you die. <laughs> exciting stuff. It's all exciting <laughs> stuff, Michelle. So. But, but the thing is, when you came on, like, obviously you gave an overview several weeks ago in terms of business protection. We talked a little bit about then. It can seem a little bit overcomplicated. Yeah. Brokers don't talk about it because they think it's overcomplicated. Yeah. They, they think it's complicated. But it's not actually that complicated. When you sort of stripped it down uh, on the podcast before, it made total sense to me from talking about the different plans and the benefits and who and what explaining what it is. So I think I say we don't want to try and overcomplicate it today, no. but we do need to. There's a lot more we need to talk about on each chosen subject. So I think the main thing was Michelle. I totally understood it from after recording the podcast with yourself and, and listening yeah. back to it. It made to, it made perfect sense on the different types of plans. So, first of all, thank you. It was great to get you back onto the podcast. So that was the first time on the podcast. This is the second time on the podcast, yeah. and delving into relevant life plans. So I didn't scare off the first time, which is good, which is always a always a bonus and always a benefit. So, uh, you know, thanks for agreeing to come back on. So let's get into the detail of exciting stuff of relevant life plans. So do you want to just like, give a a quick recap on exactly what a relevant life plan is? Yeah, not a problem at all. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So, um, relevant life cover or relevant life plan, however you want to define it, um, in its very basic form, is simply the life cover. So, if I would still work in a corporate world, it would be in that world, it'd be a death in service, which I think to the general public, that's more of an understandable term, a death in service. So, yeah. um, it's a you know, it's a, it's a life cover that basically pays out if you pass away as an an employee of a business and that's right. that's basically what it is it's just being given a, a a fancy or you know a different sort of name to define it as a, a different type of product because it's it's more you know bespoke to business owners right okay but it's, it's paid for by the employer but then it's paid out to the beneficiary whether that's a a director, so as a limited company director, you pay down your relevant life plan. But it's like you say, it's like a death in service. That's the easiest way, sort of way to. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Fine. So, so, so it's very much similar to a, a normal, when you look at personal protection, it's very much to life cover. With relevant life plans, can you add on critical illness cover as well? So it's a life cover, um, but by its definition, the critical illness side of things, that's not something you can add on under the under what you'd understand as critical illness cover with a personal protection um okay. in the sense of all the, the, the critical illness cover with personal protection there's a, a a long stream and a long list of critical illnesses that are covered with definitions um within that right with the life cover um some providers will offer that with what they define as serious illness cover 
Right, okay. So it does cover um, cancer, but it's, its definition of cancer is advanced cancer, um, whereas you'd find a definition with cancer, you know, in a personal protection, probably to be somewhat, it'd be a wider scope. Um, right, you know, okay. definition of right. cancer, you know, if that makes sense. So, yes... Sort of, it, it's a bit of a yes or no answer, really, in the sense of it's not true critical illness, but there is some element of serious illness cover that's on there. Um, right. But it's, it's very much more advanced. Um, right, okay. Probably bordering on maybe terminal illness that you know that it'd be looking to cover. Right, fine. No, I get that, Michelle. So basically, like, if I'm looking for like, with the 50, 60, 70 definitions of like, on terms of a critical illness policy, what you're saying is relevant life plan. There are providers that will offer some kind of serious illness, but if you're looking for a true kick policy that's got loads of cover, children's covered, all that sort of thing as well, you need to be looking at a critical environment. Yeah. So that's fine. It was just a quick question that just so I understood whether you can add that on. So yeah. I can, but it's just very basic Absolutely. stuff that you can add on yeah. from a serious yeah. illness point of view, not critical. That's yeah. right. Fine. Okay. Fine. Sorry to put you on the spot with that one, Michelle, no, but right. yeah, do that. I think you need to know, yeah, absolutely. And, um, it, you know, if it, if it offers that extra peace of mind to know that there are some elements there, then obviously it's it's worth people having that knowledge and that awareness. Absolutely. Okay. Fine. So when we talk about relevant life plans, I understand it's a life cover paid for by the firm. So what are the main benefits of setting up a relevant life plan from an employer's point of view? So I guess the, the, the main one um, and the one that would draw most people in is just the tax efficiency of it in the sense that there's no tax payable on that, um, you know, in terms of a premium that's paid and also paying out. It's a, a tax-free benefit that's paid out, um, you know, to, to, the, to the beneficiary of the policy as well, to hire the employee. That is fundamentally the main benefit is just the cost effectiveness of having that policy in place and having that policy through the business as opposed to a personal protection because it does the same job as a personal protection it pays out if you pass away it's just cheaper so it's right. less than out of your pocket to pay for that okay so that's from an employee point what about from an employee point of view what's the benefits of taking out from a employee's point of view i guess if you i guess from an it just it, it potentially would make you want to stay with that firm and that company that you're working for um in the sense of it's again from a corporate world it's deemed as a perk at work that you've got this life cover in place as a death in service so you know that you have got some fallback for your loved ones if you were to pass away and it might just stop you going into a big corporate firm where you are going to get these benefits um might keep you loyal to your you know your employee of the small business yeah, I guess it, as an employer, it shows that you care about your employee as well, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and that you, you you know you you appreciate their skills and their loyalty, and you know the fact that they've chosen to work with you as a company, um, you know, as opposed to looking to to take the skills elsewhere. So it's just a, it, you know, if somebody would, if I worked for a small company and that was to be an element of benefit to me, I think it would certainly be something that would it make me consider, you know, staying loyal to that, um, loyal to that company. Which is like, which is important in today's day and age. A lot of people yeah. are moving to firms which are get with their. It's more about the culture of the firm rather than being a large corporate and things like that. So I get all that. And like I say, it does show that you sort of the care. So I get. So they're the. Like, I understand the sort of the benefits. Who are, who is like relevant life plans aimed at? 
so it's it, fundamentally it's your smaller businesses that don't have the means or the ability to take on the big um you know the big providers that can offer it you know under a corporate umbrella um right. so, you know, your limited company so your limited company tend to be um set up you know you, you you potentially have a limited company and you are the director of that company and you are the only employee of that company is the director so it, it's aimed at um you know basically employees of small companies to allow them to have something in place that is is on offer like say to big corporate companies well but at a, at a cost that's affordable to them right so that i, I get like that that's, so if i'm a a director so if there's a limited company and i'm a director of a limited company then the the firm can pay for my life cover really basically absolutely. Can't they? yeah absolutely so you can you know any I'd, I'd say anybody that's a director of a limited company that's paying a, a personal life cover through the personal account needs to stop and take a look at that and think actually is this something a relevant life cover is this something that'd be more beneficial to me and i'd say nine out of ten times the answer will be yes that actually this is a better way to protect yourself and your family than taking it through a personal account because the business is paying for that so as long as the business is generating an income then yeah. the protection's always going to be covered but then equally if you you know if you if you've got it through a personal account and your business isn't generating any income you're still you know you're still not going to be able to pay it you know personally yeah, exactly. so, yeah. um, it's a win-win really in terms of having something in place that like i say is cost effective tax efficient and still gives that peace of mind to your family and to your loved ones i think so i'm getting the picture from yourself that it's not that complicated is it relevantly sounds a relevant life plan or relevant life insurance i think it's just yeah, the names of things are the just it, yeah exactly. those people it's like because i must admit it, it, even doing this job when i first started diving into looking at these products i was like oh gosh what it bamboozled me but once you dive into it all and actually look at it the fundamentals are the same it's a life cover it's fundamentally what it is but it's just a, it's a much more efficient cost efficient way to have life cover it's basically the top and bottom of it. No, it, I know exactly. So when you look at the cost side of things, let's look at using, say, for example, a £50 per month life cover policy. We'll use those figures as an example. You've got to earn a certain amount and pay tax on that income to then yeah. pay your £50 a month policy, haven't you? Yeah. Whereas if it's gone through the business and done through a relevant life plan through business protection... It's not an income, so you're not paying tax on it. Yeah. Actually, it's an expense, yeah. which then offsets against your tax. Yeah, absolutely. So no brainer. So a no brainer. Yeah. Why <laughs> would you not do that? I think exactly, but I think for most people, it's just a lack of knowledge. Um, I would have thought. Um, and then the other element will probably be just people having that time to to look at it, but seek professional help i would say on that in the sense of you know that is i keep saying you know that that's my bread and butter to for me to do that legwork and take that time to find the right policy for you um you know as a, as a business owner so utilize that um it, you know what it's going to cost is it a little bit of your time to sit down and go through details but then it, it, it's it's me coming back to you with then you know your options available and you rubber stamping and saying yep yeah, that's right for me is that i'm happy with that so all the interim work is done by by a broker rather than right. yourself. So it's done by someone like you who knows what they're talking about, looks yeah. at. So what? So if I'm a 
We'll, we'll come back onto the process in a second. So now let's talk. We'll talk about the process now. So, what if I'm sat here listening to this podcast, thinking I need to sort my business protection out? What? Oh, I need to speak to myself. What is the? What's generally the process that you would go through with a client from start to finish? So it's initially it's just a a, a meeting that we'd have set up um, initially just for me to because I can't put anything in place for anybody whether it be personal protection whether it be a mortgage whether it be business protection without actually knowing anything about them um, because it, how could anyone put anything in place for anyone if they don't know anything about them so it's initially that appointment that would set up where it's just a, a matter of just getting to know my client and who's sat in front of me what's important to them you know what the hopes are for the future um and basically understanding the business and how the business is set up for me then to be able to best place any protection because we are going to go through the protections that are available but there are other than relevant life because there are other protections so it's just that time spent just to allow me to understand the needs of that client in a nutshell is what we need to do um and understand what's important to that client moving forward and then from okay. that point it's a takeaway for me to then find the right product that fits. Right. So you do your fact find, you understand your client, understand what the needs are. You then go away and find the right product for them. So then what happens after that is, so you find the right product for them. Do you then sit down with a client again and go through yeah. what your recommendations Absolutely. are? Absolutely. So it's a matter of then a follow-on appointment just to say, this is what, from what you've discussed with me, this is what I've identified to be the right product and the right fit for you at this moment in time and for your business and then go through them options and then we, there is an application that needs to be completed it is an insurance at the end of the day so the insurer needs to understand again who they're looking to insure and make sure that they're, they're happy to offer that insurance to that client so there is that application process to go through but then that is managed by me as well to the point of you know getting that over the finish line and to completion and then it's just a matter of then of just being in contact so you know we're scheduling an annual review just to be sure because obviously I think this last 18 24 months has taught us that things can change so very very quickly um without any warning whatsoever so it's just a matter of just staying in touch and just ensuring okay so this is what we looked at 12 months ago this is the reasons we looked at this 12 months ago are these still circumstances now and these are these things that are still important to you now and if the answer is yes then fine you know, have a good year, I'll see you next year. If the answer's no, then it's just a matter of re-going back through that process we've gone through 12 months ago, just to readdress what the needs then, you know, are at that time. And obviously if there's a change within that 12 months, then it's just a matter of reaching back out to the broker and saying, right, we need to have a, you know, an intervention now rather than waiting, you know, right. for that 12 month um, anniversary. Okay. And then so, just to understand that from a point of view that like we submit the application, is it just a similar sort of thing to the normal uh, medical questionnaires and that sort of thing, medical history chats and conversations? Yeah, basically. Just like I say, because ah, okay. the insurer need to understand the, the person that they're looking to insure. Fine. And so I so it's going through that proper then also as well, what you're saying, Michelle, is it is reviewable as well because obviously yeah. people's lives change as the business yeah. will change, personal circumstances yeah. will change. So it's always important that like you are, from what you're saying, being proactive with your clients to then have a yeah. an annual meeting to make sure the cover is still right and relevant yeah. for them. And then, and then if we can do any tweaks as as may need to at that particular time. Yeah, absolutely. Because I always go along that 
and I've always discussed this with my clients to say, if you're paying for something, you need to know it's relevant because the last thing that you want is for somebody to make a claim on this policy and actually discover that it doesn't do what you wanted it to do in the first place because then it's just it's money that hasn't been well spent it's at all. Wasted. Oh, exactly. Always ensure that what you spend the money on is not just with insurance, but everything in life, isn't it? You spend the money on something, you want it to be right. Um, yeah. And why should this be any different? No, exactly. And the thing is, as well, we haven't talked about it. Like, this is a free, like, it's a free service in terms yeah. of you. You don't charge clients, do you? No. You don't. You don't charge the the limited company directors. You don't charge the directors of the firm. You don't charge the yeah. firm. It's a a free service. So I can either. And struggle to go onto a like a money supermarket.com yeah. equivalent for business protection because yeah. it is, like you say, it's not that easy to source something like that. Or I can go to a specialist who knows what they're talking about, going to sit down with me, understanding my needs, what I'm looking to do, my priorities, and then you're going to make your recommendation based on that, which is then going to be tax efficient. And I'm not going to have to pay out my personal bank account, it's going to be paid for the business. Yeah, absolutely. Is there any like is there any small plint to this, Michelle? Because I'm feeling like right now is like, is there anything that sort of is there any limits to the cover or things that we should be aware of as as business owners? Well, there are limitations um, in the sense that, that that an insurer well there are limitations in the sense of for the tax purposes that an insurer would sort of put a cap to a certain level and then need to understand for tax purposes why you'd want to exceed that that level of protection, right. but. I guess that conversation will be had, you know, at the point that we do in that initial interview to understand how much yeah. do you need. The question would always be asked, and why do you need that amount? And it's right. got justifiable to say, well, you know, I want two million pounds worth of cover when my business profits have been, say, fifty thousand. Yeah. Like, okay, I don't right. quite. Yeah. It, 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 it doesn't correlate that you'd want that yeah. level. You know, why do you want that level of funds? So. Yes, there are limits, but it, again, it's around that conversation to be had with a client at the time to understand their needs and to understand, you know, do we need to go a little bit deeper into why this level of cover is required? Right. Right. Okay. Is there anything that we've, because we've talked a lot there in terms of relevant life plans, Michelle, even though it's like quite a simple product and you've explained it in a simple way and again, it's live cover and that's exactly what it is paid by the firm. Is there anything that we've missed off that we've not talked about? I think I guess the only other thing to sort of cover off is just if you are to look to put this in place, just to ensure that it, at the application process stage that you have that conversation to to discuss putting that policy into a trust, which right. very simply put, a trust just allows that money to go to the, the the person whom you want to benefit from in a timely manner, and it, it you know it moves the, the policy outside of your estate, so also has um, a relevance with regards to if inheritance tax ever came into play with regards to your estate, it right. makes it completely free for inheritance tax, and it, it just there are just the benefits to put a policy into trust, and it's a, it doesn't cost anything to put a policy into trust. It's a free service. Um, it's just an added element of paperwork that needs to be completed that sometimes can be missed because it's an extra element of paperwork and it's, it can be seen to be complicated and a bit confusing. Um, but I think like in, in terms of trust with regards to life cover, it's probably a conversation for another day, but definitely something that I would say is a takeaway from this to, if you are looking to put this in place, just if you just say to the advisor that you're speaking to, what about trust? Then that should then sort of open up that conversation as to getting that right paperwork to you to fill in that trust um, right. to get it put in place. Okay. Understand that? 
And like I say, probably trust is another thing for another yeah. day. We can do a whole yeah. podcast around oh, trust, absolutely. definitely, yeah. definitely, to, <laughs> to just, clarify yeah. that. If you still asleep, <laughs> then if you listen to a podcast on trust, <laughs> it's certainly helpful. You'll be soon all right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You'll soon be knocked out, so <laughs> bye. Michelle, thanks again so much for your time. I think, like, I'm sat here thinking, as a business owner, limited company business owner, who's paying into a personal protection plan, what wow, how like why yeah. am I do why am I doing that? Yeah. It needs to be under business protection. And so that's the takeaway from this for me. And I know you've sort of explained that already, is that if you're a business that is as simple as that. A business owner with personal protection, it needs to be under relevant life plan because you will save so much on tax. Yeah, and absolutely. who doesn't want to save on tax? Absolutely. As it's well as really having good. the right yeah. cover in place for me and my family and my loved ones at a time of need. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't have summed it better. Absolutely. Brill. Michelle, thank you so much for your time. We're going to get you back on. We're going to talk about the other topics, exciting things of shareholder <laughs> protection, well, um, key person insurance, um, business loan protection. So we're going to get back and talk about those in a bit more detail. But again, thanks very much for your time. Thanks very much for your honesty. It's, it's the way that you come across and the way you put plans in place. Totally understandable. You don't baffle people with science. So thank you very much for that. Pleasure. Thank you. And we'll get you back on the podcast very soon. Perfect. Thank you. Look forward to it.